0: Today on The Faction, we talk about the Tuesday heard round the world. Who really won the battle between NXT and Dynamite? All of that and more today on The Faction. What's going on good people? My name's Gerard Bonner. You're locked into another episode of The Faction and I hope that all is well with you. Thank you so much for continuing to connect with us, continuing to follow us, continuing to support us for all of the things that are happening. As we're mentioning, we're still getting adjusted in our new space and yeah, we're bringing you all kinds of things mixed with all of some of the other changes that are happening as well some of it you guys are aware of on my socials either way it is great to have you here shout out to all of you who follow us on the socials instagram facebook and twitter at the faction show and for those of you subscribe to our podcast thank you so much it means the absolute world to Uh, So, as you heard, we've got a lot that we're going to be talking about surrounding this past Tuesday night in the world of wrestling. One of the busiest and most star-studded nights we've seen in a long time as we revisited what was the Wednesday Night War back in 2019 into 2020. But before we do that, the last time we came together, we were talking about NXT No Mercy. What an incredible Premium live event that was. And that same weekend was Wrestle Dream. We didn't get a chance to do a full recap of Wrestle Dream, and we won't necessarily take the time to do that now. We will discuss a couple of things. For one, it was a very, very stacked card. 14 matches in total, going from the zero hour through the main event. The main event, of course, seeing Christian Cage successfully defend the TNT championship against Darby Allen. And there we would see the introduction of the artist formerly known as Edge, now known as the rated R superstar Adam Copeland. On that same show, We saw a huge win for Shane Strickland defeating the former AEW World Champion Hangman Adam Page. We saw all of the championships remain intact where they are, so congratulations to all of the champions. I am curious to see your thoughts and to hear your thoughts on WrestleDream. It's crazy because while Wrestle Dream was all of 10 days ago, it feels like a lifetime ago given all that's been happening in the world of pro wrestling. Now, again, the big piece of news that people are talking about coming out of WrestleDream is adam copeland heading to aew so i've been asked on a couple of other podcasts and here of course is the space where i get to really flush out some thoughts for you guys so the question that's come number one is my thoughts on aew picking up adam copeland and who kind of got the better deal out of all of this did wwe get the better deal with jade cargill or did aew get the better deal with adam copeland This is a really challenging question for a couple of reasons. I think all four parties, WWE, AEW, Jade Cargo, Adam Copeland, are all very different parties. It's really hard to make an apples to apples comparison here. For instance, the WWE side, it's their first signing under TKO. They go after the biggest female star in all of AEW, that being Jade Cargo. Jade Cargill, only two years in the wrestling business. Her upside is really, really crazy. She's definitely going to produce for years for the WWE. They'll definitely get a huge return on investment. The flip side could arguably be true, and I say arguably, because what AEW gained was a 25-year veteran with all sorts of credibility in the wrestling world who wants to, at least from what we're hearing, finish out his career in AEW he still has more stories to tell and as we already saw this past Tuesday he's already working in the ring so the real question will be based on how both WWE and AEW measure their specific deliverables and expectations that'll be the real determinant as to whether or not those moves work for those companies I think it's kind of unfair to try to measure both companies and both moves by the same metric and here's why i say that because both wwe and aew needed something different and we're looking for something different with these moves with this move for jade cargo i think it's clear wwe was staffing for its future which it does very very well and given the momentum that wwe has across all three brands it's a move that makes sense they gave her the red carpet treatment And we'll talk some more about that as we also get into the pay-per-view that happened over the weekend from WWE, that being Fastlane. We'll talk about that as well. So you have that. On the other side, Adam Copeland, he's appeared already on Dynamite, Collision, and then on Tuesday Night Dynamite in the main event. And as of the time we are recording this, we still don't know fully what the overnight ratings are. We can tell you for sure that Based on what we were seeing on the socials, NXT was trending number one all throughout that eight to 10 o'clock Eastern hour on Tuesday night. So we'll see, but I do think in the case of an AEW where they lost Jade Cargill, let's also remember they lost CM Punk, two of their most popular figures, gaining one Adam Copeland, I don't think is enough to offset both of those moves. One of those moves, yes. Both of those moves, not necessarily. But with that said, I'm not sure that AEW is necessarily looking to offset that particular space. All right, so with that said, it was a very busy weekend and a few days in the world of pro wrestling. Let's go to the WWE and talk about WWE Fastlane, which took place Saturday night. And again, it's crazy because given Raw and NXT, Fastlane feels like an entire two weeks ago. But here's how fast Lane went down. There were no matches in the kickoff show. Instead, it began with a tag team title match as Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso pull off the upset, defeating Finn Balor and Damian Priest at the Judgment Day to become the new WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champions. In a six-man tag match, Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and the returning Carlito defeat Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Io Sky retains the WWE Women's Championship by defeating Charlotte Flair and Asuka in a triple threat match. John Cena and LA Knight defeated Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa and in a last man standing match, Seth Freakin' Rollins defeats Shinsuke Nakamura to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. So a couple of big news items coming out of this premium live event. For one, I think the shocker heard round the world is Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso winning the tag team championships. I can honestly say I did not see that particular move coming. I certainly thought that with the dominance of the Judgment Day, that that dominance would continue. And in fact, we'd start to see some cracks in this Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso moment. But with that said, I think everybody's been talking about that press conference for Fastlane involving Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso and how, quote unquote, lit, they were because they absolutely were but i think this is an interesting story space for the tag team championships It's cody rhodes and jay uso what many would consider to be an unlikely team they'd only teamed once or maybe twice before now they're the tag team champions how will they hold up they're both amazing main event single stars can this turn into a lengthy run or are we not as interested in lengthy runs connected to these tag team titles? I don't know, but interesting. Also interesting is the return of Carlito, who returned as the third man for the six-man team in the LWO, swaying the victory in their direction. What happens now to Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits? I'm very intrigued by this because I feel like now that they are on the same page, it needs to result in some serious wins. If it doesn't, then should we care? EO Sky doing great things, retaining the women's championship against two of the greatest women's champions of all time, Charlotte and Asuka, an absolutely fantastic match. Can you put the rocket ship any higher on LA Night? He teams with John Cena. They get the win over Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. Interesting note, Solo Sokoa can't seem to get a win in a tag team match with the Bloodline. Whether his partner is Jimmy Uso or Roman Reigns, They don't have very many tag team victories. So that's interesting to note. Equally interesting to note is that this Friday, Roman Reigns returns to WWE, returns to SmackDown for the season premiere of that show, which reminds me as a quick tangent, what are your thoughts on Roman Reigns being gone for so long? Now, let me explain why I'm even asking that question. I know Roman Reigns is a polarizing figure some absolutely love the tribal chief, some absolutely hate him. But what's interesting to me is for whatever reason, right, it could be the reason that, you know, perhaps he's earned this time off, it could be him, you know, wanting to nurse himself back to health, what have you. Roman Reigns has become the one thing that Honestly, as fans, we did not like that being the champion that rarely defends his title. This is along the ilk of what we saw with Brock Lesnar, ironically, with the Universal Championship when he had that 500 and some odd day reign, but in that, he barely defended the championship, maybe once every four or five months. So consider this, Roman has only defended the championship once since WrestleMania, and that was at SummerSlam. We did see him at the Saudi pay-per-view as part of that tag team title match, and he and Solo Sokoa were unsuccessful. And so, yeah, we haven't seen a lot of Roman Reigns lately, not even video packages. The most we've heard of Roman Reigns has been Paul Heyman calling him on his phone. So, are you interested in the return of the Tribal Chief? I'd like to know that. And then, does his championship reign lose any validity to you since he's gone so long without defending that's what i'd like to know you can certainly let us know that on our socials or via dm all in all big card there for wwe who continues to do big things in its space of premium live events this, of course, led to Monday Night Raw, where Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso would successfully defend against the former tag team champions Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We also got to see a big NXT women's title defense as Becky Lynch successfully defended against Tegan Knox. Congratulations to Becky Lynch. Pre-sales of her brand new book are already skyrocketing. The new book is called Not Your Average, Average Girl, and it's already topping a number of the charts in pre-order mode. It's set to hit stores on March the 26th. It is a memoir. And I do wonder what things we will be hearing from Becky Lynch in this book. All kinds of things I think are up for grabs because remember, for as private as we think she's been, she's only told us what she's wanted us to know. So there's a lot that we don't know like I'd love to know what her thoughts were when having to relinquish the Raw Women's Championship when finding out she was pregnant what she went through in terms of postpartum and the like what ultimately led to the breakdown between her and Charlotte Flair like there's a lot that I'd like to know I'm figuring that since this is dropping Wrestlemania week that there will be some things of significance that we'll be talking about again a little while before we get there but congratulations to Becky Lynch on that. Oh, the other thing that I did not mention with Fast Lane which was equally important was that on Fast Lane during the pre-show we saw our first appearance of Jade Cargill on WWE programming. Pretty big deal I would say. She came out looking like a million bucks. Meets Triple H in the back. They presumably go to his office and we don't see her for the rest of the night. And we didn't need to see her for the rest of the night because just her showing up on WWE television just screamed money. We'll talk some more about Jade Cargill in a little bit. But yeah, a very, very big weekend for the WWE leading into Raw and then leading in to a Tuesday night that became a much bigger thing than anybody ever anticipated. When we come back, we'll talk about the one night only, at least for now, Tuesday night war between NXT and AEW. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the faction. I've known Dylan since he was fifteen. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy, because at the end of the day, Wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content, but that I started to see for it a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, if this year is going to be mine, COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special mm-hmm. to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. Mm-hmm. And there is a you that will always be the SH SHW. Are you ready? Yes! Hey guys, before we hop back into the podcast, I wanna let you know that you have the opportunity to wear the merch of hopefully your favorite commentator. That's right, I have merch available representing us here at the faction and representing my journey you've likely heard about my journey into pro wrestling and if you haven't i can sum it up in a couple of words Uh it took me five seconds of courage to bet on me so we've got great merch out there allowing you to tell the world about five seconds of courage and betting on you You check out that merch right now at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfied again ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfied check out this new merch representing yours truly in the world of pro wrestling bet on you five seconds of courage ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfied I know you're gonna dig this this is the stroke daddy ricky starks and you know i only do it one way and that's big you're not listening to the faction all right guys so we're talking the tuesday night heard round the world it's a tuesday night war that seemingly came out of nowhere so for those who aren't aware this is kind of how all of this went down as you know Going back to 2019, when AEW launched Dynamite October of 2019, they made the decision to put their shows on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. Well, suddenly, out of nowhere, NXT shows up two weeks before on the USA Network at, you guessed it, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, beginning the new Monday Night War, which became the Wednesday Night War. Well, it's interesting, of course, because it was kind of neck and neck for a little while. Pandemic hits, all of a sudden AEW's numbers really do significantly distance NXT's numbers to the point where NXT makes a decision. Hey, we're gonna end this war by heading over to Tuesday night, no more Wednesday night war. So, seems like everybody was all right in their silos. NXT on Tuesday nights, AEW Dynamite on Wednesday nights. AEW begins to grow, and now there's Friday programming for its new show, Rampage. Then, of course, this past summer in June, we get a new program, a Saturday night program called Collision for AEW, and all seems right with the world. WWE has got its three television shows. AEW has got its three television shows. However, in comma, One of the things that AEW deals with that the WWE doesn't deal with as frequently is their shows being preempted. And I say as frequently because, you know, back in the day, right around Labor Day or so, the WWE would face this challenge on the USA Network when dealing with a certain New York dog show that would show up on a Monday night that could preempt Raw. Well, from there... When WWE SmackDown premiered on Fox, Fox would have some moments that SmackDown would be preempted where there would be sports on. Those sports would be baseball, the World Series, uh, World Soccer, what have you. And in those moments, SmackDown would move to Fox's sister station, FS1. That would be Fox Sports 1. Similar things have been going on with AEW and their relationship with TBS and TNT. And so we've seen some nights where Dynamite rampage and or collision end up at different times or on different days. Such is the case leading us to what happened this past Tuesday night as AEW Dynamite moved to Tuesday night because of Major League Baseball's playoffs. So AEW dubbed this as Title Tuesday. Only problem is there's already a show, a wrestling show on a Tuesday night. It's NXT. And of course, AEW is going to air at the same time. And so now we have ourselves a Tuesday Night War. And let me just say, both shows pulled out all the stops. There's Title Tuesday for AEW, which just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, three title matches. Then on top of that, a number one contenders match. Then we hear at the top of the show that they're going to do thirty minutes commercial free. Last week we find out on NXT that hey, all of a sudden Oscar's going to be there in a match against Roxanne Perez. Cody Rhodes as a special announcement. John Cena is going to be in the corner of Carmelo Hayes. Paul Heyman's in the corner of Braun Breaker. And then if you started watching the promos from Friday Night Smackdown, there was a gong that showed up at the end, which insinuated that we could have an Undertaker sighting. So yeah, we had a full-on war this past Tuesday night. And so I probably should talk about what specifically happened on both of those shows. So to do that, let's start, of course, with AEW Dynamite, as AEW Dynamite took place right outside of kansas city missouri and they had a really big night they opened the show with a huge match and i do mean a huge match swerve strickland taking on brian danielson the winner would be the number one contender for the tnt championship and that winner was brian danielson other results coming from this incredible night called Title Tuesday. We had two title changes. Now, it was originally supposed to be Ray Phoenix taking on John Moxley for the AEW International Championship, a rematch from Grand Slam Dynamite. However, Moxley still has not been cleared to compete. And so the former international champion Orange Cassidy gets the bill and Orange Cassidy wins and becomes the new international champion the two-time international champion congratulations to him and speaking of multi-time champions congratulations to Hikaru Shida who becomes a three-time AEW women's world champion by defeating Soraya after there was interference from the former outcasts that being of course Ruby Soho and timeless Tony Storm the night ultimately ends with An incredible match, the debut of Adam Copeland, the rated R superstar formerly known as Edge, battling Luchasaurus. Adam Copeland wins this match, and then it turns into a bit of a free-for-all all around there. Other matches saw Jay White taking on Hangman Page. We also saw a big win for Powerhouse Hobbs, defeating Chris Jericho in a pretty dominant fashion. Yes, it was a big night for AEW, no doubt about it. Some very interesting things, storyline movers and the like. But then there was NXT. NXT came out the gate swinging, okay, with Cody Rhodes starting the show with three big announcements, announcing that there would be an NXT men's breakout tournament following the women's breakout tournament, also announcing that the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic would return, and that the main event of Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker would have a special guest referee, that being L.A. Knight. Then we also find out that we get more Cody Rhodes throughout the show, as Cody Rhodes ends up being the special guest general manager. And we saw superstars sprinkled everywhere. Oscar gets a big win over Roxanne Perez remaining undefeated in NXT competition. The Brawling Brutes and Tyler Bate defeat Gallus in a pub rules match in an impromptu NXT Championship match. Ilya Dragonoff defeats Dirty Dominic Mysterio. When of all people Trick Williams comes out and makes a save preventing Judgment Day from potentially swaying the results. Lola Weiss defeats Danny Palmer in the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. And in the main event, Carmelo Hayes with John Cena defeats Braun Breaker with Paul Heyman. And at the end of the night, we get an Undertaker sighting as the Undertaker puts the boots to Braun Breaker. So I'm going to say this. I think, first of all, it was a great night of pro wrestling sports entertainment however you want to classify it i think everybody wins when both shows decide to load up the chambers and give us everything that they have i think that is incredible where i would give the edge to nxt here is the ability for nxt to literally weave in legends along with current superstars with the nxt platform it was a lot of things that we had never seen before. We had never seen John Cena, Cody Rhodes, The Wise Man, or even The Undertaker show up on NXT television. We hadn't seen that before. This is all new, and seeing how they interact with the current superstars, pretty incredible. Even seeing how Asuka had a little bit of time backstage with stars like Kiana James and Tiffany Stratton. I think that's the depth of what WWE ends up bringing to the table, is being able to To pull from Raw and SmackDown spaces, Legend spaces and the like, to interact with newcomers and the new wave of WWE in NXT. So it was incredible. And somehow they made that all stay connected to current storylines. Really, really impressive for sure. But either way, I think we as the fans ultimately win. Now, of course, when the ratings come out, there will be all sorts of conversation. But remember... As important as ratings have been, the real important metric are those social media hits. So the real question is going to be how did both of those shows move the social media needle? By virtue of NXT trending number one basically all of Tuesday night, it certainly tells you what the socials were talking about. I want to get your thoughts in terms of who won the one-night Tuesday night war between AEW and NXT slash WWE. Let me know your thoughts on the socials at The Faction Show. Of course, we've got a ton of things that are happening By the way, if you haven't done so, I want to invite you to make sure you're following me personally at Bonnerfied. Some really cool things are happening in the wrestling space in my world. Over the weekend, we were graced with the presence of the incredible Diamond Dallas Page, WWE Hall of Famer, three-time world champion, who was a part of our five-year anniversary show at Southern Honor, and... He did commentary with us and asked for a selfie, too. Like, it's really crazy. Really, really crazy. So, yeah, you'll be able to check that out on IWTV very soon. Of course, if you're interested in checking out my commentary work, you can check that out there along with IWE, a new promotion that I'm working with that you'll find on IWTV. Any work from Battle Slam you'll find on Fight TV. And then we just taped an episode last week of the student showcase for the Nightmare Factory with Cody Rhodes and a class of new trainees. And I have been telling everyone everywhere I go about an incredible young lady by the name of Isis Reed. She's in the main event of that show, which you'll be able to see. And she's 15 years old. That is insanely special. So, once that becomes public, I'll be more than happy to tell you about it. But I want you guys to be on the lookout for her, Isis Reed. An incredible talent in the world of pro wrestling who I think is going to do some pretty amazing things. All right, if you've got something you want us to talk about, let us know on the socials or shoot us a DM at The Faction Show. And until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction.